This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live at the Zoomerplex. This is Consignment Heroes. I'm Ben Mercer, live in studio with Paul Kenny and Bogard Kenny, two stars from Storage Wars Canada. You guys are here to offer free assessments, advice, and all sorts of wonderful information about other people's stuff. What are we talking about exactly? We're talking about whatever you have that you think might have value. Coins, comics, books, antiques, old toys, figurines, anything you think could have a substantial value or you're curious about maybe the story of it. we got two experts on things from around the world, really anything. Uh, maybe you have an old lawnmower connection maybe or collection. Maybe you have a, an old street sign. I don't know. We've had weirder things show up to be worth a lot of money. Good afternoon, both of you. Good afternoon, Ben. What do you think we get? What are the odds we get a lawnmower collection today? Yeah, I, anything's I possible. So. Anything's possible. Yeah, push mower. Just in time for winter, right? You know? <laughs> everything's <laughs> timing. Right now, we'd want a you want you want a snowblower connection. In the uh, spring, we want a lawnmower collection. You can, hey, you yeah. can make a lawnmower into a snowblower, can't you? Just row it over, and all the snow goes out the side. You might have something. Right? This you might can be. try it. Patent. Just say the words patent pending. We might make a lot of money with this idea. It's not a bad idea. You know that. Okay. Now. That's there's, not a bad idea. There's I have gra- to tell you, right? that's not crazy. There's grass underneath, so technically it's still a lawnmower with snow on top. Somebody must have thought of this, but that's not a bad yeah, idea just at me. all. Yeah, I got it. A lawnmower that also doubles as a snowblower. It might already exist. I mean, we're kind of, it probably exists. I'm actually in shock right now. <laughs> that, that, when you said that was a thought, you shouldn't have said that too I'm loud. I'm going to check on eBay if they have but this on sale. Ben, I, did I tell you this week, you know, last week, we told you that we might be going for a house call in Europe. Yeah, wait, stop. Now, everyone assumed that that's the craziest thing they've ever heard. So we should tell people that what you do in many cases, when people have a, a really extensive collection, sometimes it takes over the whole property. You guys do a lot of house calls, and, and you're open to do that for our listening base right now. You got a call from Austria. I mentioned it as a joke that you might go check out this house. And I came in today, and they said, no, they're going. They're going. What, is, this, is this true? Yeah, we're, we're just deciding if we're going to go tonight or tomorrow. That's You're the, seriously going to Austria to do a house call. What's in the house? There's a large library, uh, a lot of Biedemeyer furniture, uh, Persian rugs, um, jewelry, mycin. It's, it's a perfect type of house call for me. They need professional advice. And just because it's far away, it's, just, it's going to be worth about... We think a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Wow. But they need the professional advice of what to do with it. The lady is um, she's about 90 years old and just says, I don't want to deal with it. And I, 
I wanted to go to a good cause. Those are my favorite, that my dad's favorite words that you can ever hear. I don't want to deal with it. Yes, but that's what we do. We take <laughs> it, we're going to take this right from the beginning. We're taking this house call. We're going to tell them what they can do with their stuff. We're going to help them fix up the house, the condo, and then they're going to sell the condo. But they won't have to do a single thing. We're going to do everything. And it must be case. very hard to find somebody who can say, okay, look at my classical instruments, look at my furniture, look at my rugs, now look at my fine china, and all these different things. There's very few people that can give you an accurate assessment of all of those. Well, in this case here, it's mainly because this is, it goes back five generations. Wow. So there's not a lot of people right now who can deal with stuff that goes back five generations. Some people are experts, and they know a lot about one little thing. So your knowledge goes back five generations? Yes. If How can I it skip don't me know, then? <laughs> stop with you. <laughs> if I don't know about it, I know someone who does know about it. And they just want it. They just need an honest adv- advice in this case. And like I say, our only choice right now, our only decision is whether to take off tonight at 8 o'clock or we're leaving tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. This is insane. Okay, so two of the stars from Storage Wars Canada are going on a new adventure for at least part of the week. They're going to Austria to check out a house full of very valuable goods. But our store is still open. So yes. people can still come in and buy gold or you sell gold. You left it gold. unlocked? No, no. It's, no, they'll be. <laughs> it's unguarded, yes. It's unguarded, no. <laughs> our store is open all week, and people can still bring stuff in um, if they need to have it appraised or if they want to sell gold and silver. And with this election on Tuesday, which we're not going to talk about who's running because it'll just get into heated, heated discussion here, um, gold has a chance of going way up. Mm. Or silver. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, a lot of people will be looking to get rich on a blip either way, right? Yeah. Even if the Canadian dollar goes up or down, people play that game. People play the gold-silver game. People play the U.S. dollar game or U.S. stocks. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of activity on Monday either way. Oh, Hopefully, euros go down so we have enough to go buy them on a cheap and go to Europe. Well, you're in good shape right now. We're already week. gone. Oh. Timing is everything in this business, Bogart. Okay, by the way, <laughs> we got uh, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart live in studio. They're from Storage Wars Canada. They're here with you live this afternoon to give you free assessments on whatever you have that you think might have value, an antique you've been sitting on for generations. Call in now for a totally free assessment. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town calling from Austria, maybe, it's toll-free, one <laughs> 866-740-4740. By the way, the store they're talking about recently opened. It's at 10,341 Young Street. That's in the Richmond Hill area. Young and Major Mac, just north of there. Just south of the beer store. Just south of the beer store. (laughs) Okay, those are your two landmarks. Beer store, Major Mac, (laughs) in between, you'll find the store. Okay. Our first caller is going to be Gary in Barrie. Gary and Barry, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. I have some uh, Bradford Exchange Elvis collectibles, uh, plates, guitars, and so on, Christmas decorations. Now, the Bradford Exchange items are in the styrofoam boxes. They haven't been opened or basically they've just been looked at. Is there the Elvis collectibles? Is there a market for things like that now? No, they had a lot. They paid a lot of money for the rights for Elvis, and the Bradford Exchange made those plates that he put on the wall. Very few of those are worth any kind of money, more than five dollars. Um, it's it's uh, no. Give him a little bit of hope. Oh, okay, <laughs> on um, no, they're still the the top quality. But the problem is, they say they made ten thousand of them. They actually made all ten thousand, 
and there might only be 5,000 collectors. Okay. So that's where your problem is on that. But uh, if you have the boxes with them and uh, they're in perfect shape, that's your best chance of selling them. And you might find someone else who wants just Elvis just to enjoy them. Or, like you say, the Christmas decorations, put them on your tree and don't worry about breaking them. Thanks for the input, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740. Obviously, this is Zoomer Radio, you know, the best of the best, number ones all the time. Elvis lives on forever here. But when you talk about the zenith of collectibles, or you might say peak oil or peak Elvis collectibles, has it been reached? Is this a blossoming market, a burgeoning market? Is it a, is it a bear market now? With like, our- I, I would think everyone who wanted an Elvis collectible, they probably have it by now. Or no, I don't know. No, it's... Um, with Elvis collectibles, there are still the music lives on. Elvis is probably make his estate is probably making more money today than he did than it did when he was alive. Really, because it's licensed out in so many different ways and the records and stuff. But you're probably right because a lot of the collectors who really remember Elvis because we played here in I think in 1959 in, in Toronto. I, someone, some listener might correct me on the exact date. I'm sure somebody listening knows exactly. But on. Like, I'd rather have the ticket for that concert yeah. that he played in Toronto is probably worth a couple of hundred dollars. But the newer stuff, anything that's made after his death, the licensed stuff, has got limited value. Interesting. Okay. But there are less collectors now, but they're willing to pay for the top, top stuff because the collectors who are older now have more disposable income. Right. And they'd love, I'd love to, like I had, I told you I had a ticket to the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. That's right, yeah. Sold for $800. Wow, wow. People still collecting Beatles stuff. So, you know, Elvis's Viva Las Vegas jumper outfit, lots of money. Oh, no, that's a, a million used, dollars. used uh, hairspray can that he had once in 73, not so much value. No. no. Okay, gotcha. Our next caller is going to be Rhonda in Scarborough. Rhonda, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. I have a painting my father had in the basement since 1965. A neighbor had given it to him, and it's been wrapped up um, all that time. It's uh, The artist is R.C. Rowe, and it's called The Curving Roads. It's number 145, and uh, it's done out of black charcoal. Hmm. I can't find... <laughs> I find Rowe in... Uh, I Google it, and I can find an a artist named Rowe, but I can't find this exactly this painting. Is it a painting or a charcoal? A oh, charcoal, sorry. Yes, charcoal. charcoal. And it, it, best of all, to send this off to our um, website. I can take a look at it. Okay. And you take a picture of the front and the back and yes. the signature, and you can send it off to sales mm-hmm. at com. Okay. And we can take a look at it. And also, when you send off a picture like this, please tell us the size. Yes, okay. And then we can help you with that. Um Art uh, is all over the map, yes. <laughs> and we'd have to actually see it. But if it's a, if it's a charcoal, charcoals as a general rule are worth not as much as your oils or watercolors. Yeah, on the back it's got like a little piece of paper that's been typed um, with, I guess, the artist's name and the name of the painting and the date and a number on it. It might be a local Canadian artist. Yeah. Like I said, if you send this off to the store, we have all our, um, inform- our reference material at the store, and we can come up with a value for you. Okay, thank you very much. And that's probably the most cost-effective way to do it. I mean, you yeah. can schlep it all over town and take it to an art gallery, or you can just send an email and have a couple experts look at it, and you give you an idea of what it might be worth. 
And it might be that nice of paint, a charcoal has <clears throat> been in the basement for 30 years. But when you have like a number of like 145 out of something, doesn't it like decrease the value even if it's out of 200 or? If it's a print, this is a, like, if it's 145 out of 2,000, like a Trisha Romance or something like that, they still have some value, but there's other 2,000 people out there who have them. And there might only be 1,000 collectors. Right. If it's one, if it's nine out of 15, that's a much better item. As long as you have 15 collectors. For sure. Well, even the painting dogs painting, playing poker. I love that One painting. of 100 is probably worth more than the last one in the series, right? Well, I'm willing to bet the original of that would be worth an awful lot of money. No doubt, yeah. Oh, I, I bet you uh, somebody, we can probably Google it in the break. It's probably worth Yeah, it sold for $3 million, the original. Our next caller, by the way, is going to be Diane in Peterborough. And our phone number, in case you're listening, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Get free assessments on whatever old stuff you might have around the house. Maybe it's coins, antiques, old toys, figurines, anything you might have value. You want to call and get some uh, thoughts on it, you can do that right now. Our phone number, 416-360-0740. Diane, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Pretty good. What do you got? Good. I have um, a small, looks like a luncheon plate, and on the back it says hand-painted in Nippon. Um, And in the middle, there's like a little crest. It looks like the letter M in the center. And on either side, it looks like a sheaf of of wheat. And and the logo color is purple. And on the upper side, it has a beautiful uh, gold embossed bordered. And in the center, it has um, a beautiful little flower and, and green leaves. And it's embossed in like really fine gold. Okay. I just wondered if you knew what it was. There's no other mark on it. Yeah. On a plate like this, this plate would be made between 1890 and 1920. Um, there are people who collect Nippon. Um, mm-hmm. If it's part of a pattern, like a, a dish set or something like that, people will try and replace their china with it. Mm-hmm. But as a single plate, um, unless it has a, a hand-painted scene of a maybe a deco scene or a... Uh, a lady or something that's very beautiful on it. Generally, they they have limited view, uh, limited values on these. How big is it? Is it a display yeah. plate? That, like, it's eight hang? inches, about eight inches. You they, said, um, yeah, maybe seven or eight inches across. Looks like a, like a bread and butter plate size. Yeah, it's probably part of a larger dish set. And uh, that the M is the M on the front side might be a family crest. And so that I could see it. If it's a royalty crest or out of a large dinner service that was a mora, or, or, of uh, of some provenance, provenance with it, like it was a royal set or something like that, I, you might have some value. But yeah, I'm not. Okay. Hold, I wouldn't hold up my breath on this one. Okay, can I just have one more little question? Sure. Yeah. Um, I have two small Hummels, um, girl in the apple tree and boy in the apple tree. I just wondered what value you. could These will depend on the marks on them. They used to sell for about a hundred dollars, but now they're. Generally twenty thirty dollars retail, and most uh, antique dealers won't. They don't really take them unless they're buying an awful lot of more stuff from your house. Okay, um, they're just they know. made a lot. They're very pretty and cute, and enjoy them for what they look like. The rarity's not there. No, they made a lot, and the mm. internet makes things a lot more available. So even back in the day, if there was a manufacturer and they made a toy or a figurine. They made some for New York and some for California. There would never be any intersection, right? Yeah. But now with the Internet, they can ship that stuff to Anywhere. each other overnight, and they can't go, oh, well, I like this Ertl uh, toy car that they only made in 1913, and they yeah. distributed at one end of the country and the other. Well, all of that's over. It's just one big open market, overnight shipping. And the new and the new collectors, there's no new collectors coming on the market for this. They're looking for the 
the the Hummels had that old world feeling to them, soft colors, cutesy. People are looking for more different kinds of collectibles now. Like you've got your Royal Daltons. You've seen the Royal Daltons. Don't point at me when you see Royal Daltons. I hate those things. They're about eight (laughs) inches tall. And we used to buy, they used to sell for around $300, and we used to buy them for $175 across the board. Then we're down to $100, now down to $50, and now down to $25. And people have $50 and $100 of them at a time. Oh, that's and a shame, though, because it makes me think a lot of them are going to get junked at that price. A lot of people you know, have them in their house and go, oh, I'll just throw them out rather than deal with them. Well, no, they'll, <laughs> we still buy them, and we still make a little – Bogart and I will buy anything. We will buy anything. Yeah, I'll buy but, anything with your money. Yeah. We <laughs> will buy anything if we can make a little bit of money on it. We're not looking to retire today. Bogart is, but I'm not looking to retire today. I just want to make a little bit of money, and that's what – but we will buy entire collections. And that is part of where our advantage is. If we tell you what it's worth, and then we say, here, we will buy everything that's in this room, or we will buy everything that's in this house. Besides the couch. Don't buy the couch. No, we don't Speaking buy couches. Speaking of things in this room, by the way, our next caller is going to be Mike in Buffalo. But before we get that, we should talk about what's sitting on the desk today. Last week, it was big bricks of gold, big bricks of silver. What have you brought in this week? Well, these things you can't melt. Well, we were talking last week. Uh, these are autographs. And... The thing about this, here's a book. And I'm going to show you. Is this an autograph book of some These high profile? These are two identical books about from about 1960. Yeah. One is full of football players. It's a good thing it's a radio show and no one can see that. No one can see this, but we'll take <laughs> pictures and put it on our website. But there, there's about 100 autographs in here, and this is maybe worth $250. What do you mean, that somebody had way back in the day yep. and they collected big names? What are some of the big names in there? Oh, no, this will be Angela Mosca's in here. Uh, um, Bronco Nagurski, Boyd Cowder. This is mainly football players. So, like, so this was a sports fan, probably a kid, yeah. many decades ago. They collected a bunch of autographs, maybe for a year or two, and this is an autograph book that was sitting just yep. up in a shelf somewhere that you've now got your hands on. Well, there was part of three. That book's worth two fifty. This one has Gordie Howe in it, uh, Alex Del Vecchio, and Terry Sawchuk. This book here with all the hockey autographs in it, is probably worth about 1500 And that one's nice. It's got some photos in it as well. If you can imagine, yeah. this is a booklet just slightly larger than a wallet, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, kids, you know, 50 no, years but- ago might run around and say, excuse me, Mr. So-and-so, can I get your autograph? It all goes in one book. But the good thing about this, and we know some of the autographs, but this person was good enough to get the autograph and then write right underneath who it was. Because some autographs are hard to read. Mm. And this actually goes to another piece of advice that I want to tell people at home, if you've got some paintings or some collectibles or some family heirlooms, write some notes for your kids for later on because you might not remember what it is in 40 years from now or 20 years from now, and they are selling this. They want to know what the significance of it, why you collected it. Right. And what you think it's worth. And that that's going to only help later on. Yeah, rather than, why well, Grandma had all these scribble marks on these pages. Just throw those out, right? Yeah. No, JFK that... on his last day alive or something. It was the last <laughs> signature he made. Yeah, something yes. like that. You need to have the provenance. Let yes. them know. Our next caller, Mike in Buffalo. How are you? Oh, Mike. Mike, did I hear you say, uh, I've got a note here. You've got Royal Dalton. That's why we've gone to him next. That's right. How can I help? You? Royal Dalton, Old World, Leeds Old World Spray, or uh, China. Forty-six pieces I've got. Oh, this is the dish set, not the Royal Dalton uh, figurines. Yep. No, the dish set. Yeah, this is an earthenware, um, sell, and it's uh, 
popular about 1960. Nice colors on it, brown, but it sells for about $40, $30 to $40 per place setting on a good day. And most of the time, eight place settings will sell for $250. It's still, it's good because I don't think there's any gold on it, but um, it's still, there's still dishes and they still wear nice. It's an earthenware though. Okay. Okay. That's this, good news. My dishes at home, my whole dish set, worthless. Well, so he's, good. he's doing well. Yeah. yeah. It'll go in the, it'll, this will go in the microwave and it'll go into your, uh, uh, the dishwasher. What about the tree? Do you put it on the tree? No, we don't. Or is that just Elvis' place? Wait, Mike, you're calling from Buffalo. Are you going to vote on Tuesday? I certainly am. Are you going to tell us who you're going to vote for? <laughs> uh, no, I can't do that. You're <laughs> talking. It's a foreign uh, election to us. He was still, he's worried about the other people in Buffalo listening. Okay. And have a good day. And I'm pleased and, with the choices. Yeah, he's no, not pleased with the choices. Thanks my call. Okay, duly Thank noted. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, we're going to quickly go to Joan in Brampton. Joan in Brampton, you're on Consignment Heroes with Paul Kenny and his son Bogart. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. What do you got? I've got a Beams Model J Duesenberg car with the bottle of bourbon still in it, and I have the box. What do you mean? As soon as you say the word Duesenberg, we start thinking millions of dollars. Is this this a die-cast car, obviously? This is a die-cast car, yes. Yeah, but this is filled with liquor, and it's about 26 ounces. Well, you better not be drinking and driving. No. <laughs> no, I know. No. I don't know what else to tell you. But, um... Yeah, no, I'm familiar with these. They were, um, Jim Beam put them out in different, um, they'd have, he'd have different characters or cars. It's filled with liquor. If you sell them on eBay, you can't say it's got the liquor in it. You tell people it's full and unopened. But you can have to can only sell because you cannot sell liquor on eBay. But you can sell the the actual car, and people will pay you more if it's full. And just I can't remember what the Duesenberg goes for. Um, the I think the usually I sell them for about forty to sixty dollars empty because I'm supposed to say empty. And if it's that's with no chips and uh, ready to go. So this is Jim Beam made a series of. Die cast yeah. style no, miniature no, cars full of alcohol. It's made out of pottery, isn't it? Isn't it isn't metal? It's made it's out of metal. pottery. Oh, it's metal. Yes. Oh, mm. oh, oh. It's very, very old, I believe. I then just I'd saw dollar signs in his eyes. I think that's good news. I don't know that. I've only seen the ones that are kind of made out of pottery, and they're kind. They're, they're. Um, you can tell it's a Duesenberg, but I'd have oh, to. Oh no, this is and this is very long. It's got to be two feet. What? 18 what? inches maybe long and about uh, six inches, six or seven inches high. I think we found it online. What color is it? It's uh, like a deep turquoise blue. Yeah, okay. We've got it here. Yeah, so it's a decanter is what it is. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's what it is, a decanter. And it's a 1934 Duesenberg that we're looking at here. Yeah. That's right. That's what it says. About the, that's about the area I was thinking about. Like I was saying $50, $60. Uh, Canadian, that'd be about $40 U.S. in that area. That's all it's worth. There, you see, the problem is with some of these collectibles is that um, there are people collect them in the 1960s, thinking they would go up, but there's less collectors today buying it. And it's only a collectible, and this is where the investment part. It's only worth what someone's willing to pay you for it. Exactly. And this is what they're willing to pay you for it, uh, and that's what like Royal Daltons and stuff like that. If no one's willing. You can say I bought it for three hundred and fifty dollars, but if no one's willing to give me three fifty today. Guess what it's worth? 
That's right. Your children don't want them. Joan, you know what I would do if I were you? What? No joke. I would send an email to Jay Leno, see if he's interested. Nobody likes Duesenbergs more than Jay Leno. I had heard that once he had spent something like 10 years trying to track one down yeah. in New York City. There it was in the... The, the like the P4 level of an old building in New York. He finally found his Duesenberg. Very, very rare, super yeah. exotic car. Some of them, he claims, you know, some of them are literally priceless. And he even went to the, the, the length of like the, the leather top for it. He got it from the same area of Africa where they would have got the original leather. Yeah. Like he's mental. Like he went mental trying to rebuild this thing. <laughs> I think at one point it was owned by a prince who actually took his own life in the car. Oh my God. And then it ended up in storage for like decades and decades and Jay says it was like the pursuit of his life to get his hands on his first Duesenberg. Jay Leno's the type of collector I like to have. Yeah, yeah. Sky's the limit financially. He wants everything, yeah. I just want it, and I'm willing to buy it right now. But when you say Duesenberg, I always think Jay Leno. Yeah. yeah. No, there are collectors out there for everything. And it, what we do is we collect, we connect the people who are collectors and the people who are have the stuff for sale. And that's where we make our money. But that's a good... Uh, what was it, like a man cave item? Something yeah. like that might sit on a bar and look fantastic. Joan, thank you for your thank phone call. We're going to go to Jack in Mississauga. Jack, you're on Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Hi. It's a cast iron bank. I'm not going to say piggy bank, but it's a cast iron bank of a black gentleman, approximately 10 inches tall, Original paint, but not in that great a shape. You put the coin in the slot before, and you push the lever at the back, and it levers it into its mouth. Yeah, you put the, the coin in his hand, and he levers it out. Now, there's a lot of reproductions of these out there, and you have to check the screws that attach it. And like you say, the original paint is going to help if, as long as it hasn't been something that's just left in the ground. Um between original ones will go between five to eight hundred dollars. What? On the, oh yeah, no people collect the mechanical banks. Um, they have baseball players. Um, uh, they they made them in many different subjects. So how can you tell if it's authentic or not? I'd actually have to see it. You have to take. Well, I've had it for seventy years. Oh, oh wow, that'll help. Okay, that, that's then this is a good thing. On um, I want but we bank. still take a look. At it, and I'd have to see it. Uh, you can send me off a picture to our site at uh, sale or bring it into our store, but Bogart and I will not be there because we're going to be in Vienna this week. But after this week, uh, you can bring it into our store or just send a picture off to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Mm-hmm. And do you only have the one bank, or do you have a whole collection of them? Oh, no, just the one cast iron bank. Any other toys? I'm sorry? Any other toys? No, uh, no. Or comic books. A lot of them, the banks were made out of comic book characters. Some of those are worth a lot of money. Like, Jack, tell me more. You've had this thing for 70 years. What, did you have a paper route way back in the day? What, did you ever use this thing? What's the story of this item? No, I got it, I got it when, from my mother, and I'm 75, so I've had it since 70. And, uh, oh, well, politically correct, I, I, I don't want to say it, but yep, I, I, I think it might be Little Black Sambo. I hate that term, but that's what it's modeled after, I think. Oh, I see what you're saying, because the actual character is black. Okay, yeah, well, what does that factor into anything? It's got to be rare. Mm, visually impaired, can't see, but I'll go... I'll dig it out and uh, give you a call. Okay, you take see? it up to 10,341 Young Street and have everyone take I'd a look at this thing. This, yeah. yeah. Oh, this so is years good. and years ago, when it was a black, uh, a black Awareness Week, 
the chap said four hundred dollars, but I just put it away. So yeah, I'd like to take. Well, a look now at we're at it. six or eight hundred. Was yeah, the shock yeah. number I heard? That's pretty good. That's a lot of money. If the original paint and uh, people collect banks and people collect mechanical banks, and this is the type of thing we're looking for. Hey, Jack. The location is ten thousand three forty one Young Street. If you want to sell it, it looks like you got some buyers here. If not, they can give you a more accurate assessment. The location of the store is 10,341 Young Street, and some weird stuff must walk in there every day, I have to say. Not weird stuff, just exotic stuff, right? Well, this week we have, well, there's something I picked up. It's a picture of Paul McCartney. Oh, wow. That looks like a... Wow, is that real? He signed it too? Yeah, he signed it. So it's, we have, this looks like just some schmo took a picture of Paul McCartney somewhere. Is that local, that picture? Yeah, no, the Beatles, when they, that was taken here in Toronto, and uh, about... Um, it's a picture of just Paul McCartney in a white suit, just sort of looking like he wasn't ready for the picture to be taken, but sort of addressing the camera, but he signed the back of it. But so that's, I'm going to get this uh, authenticated this week, and yep. unauthenticated, it's 200, 300. Authenticated, it'll probably be about 1,000. It's a nice, it's a nice yeah. photo, though, yeah. Because... It's an unpublished photo. It's something different that someone brought in, you know. No, we're getting uh, people bring in silver plate. Um, and a person, again, this week brought in what they thought was a lot of silver plate, end up having sterling pieces in it. So they thought they were going to get about $120 and end up getting $700. Whoa. The, one piece of sterling makes all the difference. And you have to be able to know the difference on this stuff. So, like, one spoon can go for, like, 30 40 bucks. 34 No, this was it was actually uh, a big centerpiece, but... They thought they were going to get 150 and they bring it in. And some of it's still saleable, but most of it we crush. What about that guy that came in? He's like, here's a jar of my breath. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> so you also get some weirdos coming yeah, in. Yeah, sometimes, you know. But we, when he says we're going to buy anything, you got to specify you're not going to buy someone's breath, okay? We will buy anything. The stuff oh, we God. don't want, we'll pay less for. <laughs> you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back. We are live. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. I'm Ben Mercer in studio with two of the stars from Storage Wars Canada, the back half of season two of that show, by the way, coming up in the coming weeks. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart are here offering free assessments on your stuff. They are experts in all kinds of different stuff from all around the world. In fact, they're off to Austria this week to go check out a house full of antique furniture, tapestries, rugs. This should be exciting. And a library. 
and a library. The library could be the biggest, the nicest part of it because it'll stretch back. It's supposed to go back a couple hundred years. And it's all medical books, and medical books can be worth a lot of money. We've sold them as high as $5,000. Right. Well, I, even on Storage Wars Canada, you guys came across a very, very pricey Bible oh, from yeah. Germany. Yeah, not oh. that far off there. Oh, what's it? You actually, actually have some a Bible here? What is that? No, this is the Wortham Bible. This is when they were, uh, after it was made, they yeah. were told that it was, the church didn't like it. They didn't, and they said, you have to destroy all these Bibles. This is it right here. This is the one. Wow. So this is worth, apparently, I'm going to bring it over to Austria, because it's all in German, and we're going to see what we can get over. If we can get our six to $8,000 that they said it was worth, we're going to see if we can actually bring it over there and get our money. And this was a, uh, a translation or interpretation of the Bible that was released in Germany that the government ordered destroyed. They didn't like what it had to say. Yeah. Is that the story there? Well, the person was put in jail for a year. Wow. Uh, it was written in 1735. Do you think we would get, be able to get them to sign it? No, we <laughs> won't get them. To... <laughs> and we're going to bring it over there. And we're going to see. But we're also looking at another library over there of uh, the books. And we're going to be talking to the right people. And we're going to get their experts. I mean, we know a lot. Well, they're going to be closer to the story. you got to wonder if that thing ended up in where, where was that found? Aurelia? How did it get here? How did it survive? This is a great question, right? Hundreds of years old. A lot of people brought their family, brought it over, and, it's been, and stuff gets passed down. And then it, your grandma says this thing was very important to us, and they pass it down. And by the time you get to the fifth generation, the kid's looking at it and saying, well, uh, I've been resting my beer on that well, yeah. Yeah, next to the couch for two years. Oh, yeah. no, what happens is they say, I'd rather have the $2,000 than this book. Gotcha. And I don't understand. Why, why do people say a book is worth a 1,000 words? I swear it has more than a 1,000 words. <laughs> Our next caller is going to be Mary, who's joining us from Paris, Ontario. Mary, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you guys? Not bad. What do you got, Mary? Well, I have two things. I have a trunk that was shown in the movie, Gone with the Wind. Get out of here. The actual trunk is a movie prop? Uh, No, no. This is a a real trunk. Okay. I've, I've seen other pictures of it in antique book magazines and stuff. Well, who used it in the movie? Uh, oh, oh! They they used it to take the woman back to Tara. Okay. What do you mean? Yeah. When Scarlett O'Hara went back to Tara, you're saying that this was used? This is one like the one in the movie, or this is the one from the movie? Oh, I wish it was. Oh, okay. So it's like <laughs> okay. the one it, from it's Gone with the Wind. Similar to that. Okay. You had us thinking. Really, dollar signs were popping through my head there for a second. But okay, go on. Yes, and I have also a book uh, called The Torches Past. About the Kennedy, uh, it was published by the Associated Press story, and it's a big book, hardcover, and full of all the pictures of that uh, of that death and the funeral. It's it's uh, you look what? at it, it almost makes you cry. What year was it published? Uh, 62, 63. I'm not sure. It would have been 63. Yeah. 1963. So the year Kennedy was assassinated, yeah. it was put out. Okay. There's a- Something like that, a lot of that stuff was um, collected because it, it was death of an iconic figure. And um, they will be worth 20 to $30 because there's a lot of them out there and the people who have them already have them. Your oh. trunk, yeah. uh, without seeing it, is um, uh, go for it's a, probably you know, about $100. What? 100 to $150. But Depends. A- is this like a steamer? This is not a steamer trunk. This is a humpback trunk. This is a, a curved top uh, with slats, wooden slats, yeah. and uh, sort of a metal 
that that's on the top there. Yeah. Um, I've seen other trunks at, at different places, really beat up old trunks at $100. So I thought, well, this might go a little bit more. No, the problem with this being a humpback, people buy the other trunks, some of the other trunks, because they're flat and they can use them as coffee tables. I was just going to say it that's a huge look downtown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll go into $1,000 square foot condos downtown. They'll be filled with items like that. Yeah, yeah. but the humpback, you can't put any, anything you put on, it's going to roll off. Oh, I was going to say, you put your coffee cups on the roll, like the hump trunk? That'd be a little <laughs> bit difficult. That'd be like a game. Yeah, no. This It'll still have some value, maybe as yes. an accent piece at the foot of a bed, as opposed to prominently featured in the living room. But still, if it's in good shape. Sorry, what is the finish on it? Is it leather? Is it cloth? Leather. No, no. Uh, it's, uh, oh gosh, uh, it's got the metal on the top, and, and it could be... Uh, uh, leather on the sides. I'm not too sure. It's it's in pretty good shape, and I haven't done anything to change it. Hey, mm. when are you going to Paris, Ontario? What can you go check this box out? Yeah, I'll yeah. be. I'm going to be in Brantford. I have a couple of calls I have to make in Brantford. I was there the other night, but I'm going to be there probably next weekend. What could this I can Trump give you worth? a call, or you can get send us send us off your number with a picture, or just send off. Uh, uh, your number to our store, 905-737-4653, and they'll take your name and we can make an appointment to see it. How's that? Yeah, okay. What might it be worth? Like on average, uh, what does the humpback trunk sell from that era, give or take? It's real nice, sometimes up to 250 300 but it, okay. the problem is the humpback, and it's as an accent. If it is from 1850, uh, that'd be from 1850, 1860. Yeah. It might be a little bit better if it's in good shape. I know what you're thinking, though. The flat one, like flat trunk. Yeah, that's what people Even a reproduction now that you might get at, say, like a restoration hardware. You're talking about a lot of money just to achieve that same look, right? If she had, if she had the trunk that was from the movie as a, a film prop. Oh, get out of here. Wind, Tens of thousands. Yeah. Yes. And it would be uh, made. They would have made it in 19, whenever, 1939 when they made the movie. By the way, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We have an on-air number if you want a free assessment of your stuff. That number is 416-360-0740. This number you might want to keep with you in case you want an off-air assessment or arrange to have a photo sent or arrange a meeting. Uh, the number is 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653, or gold is the last yeah. four digits. Their store location is at 10,341 Young Street. Let's go to our next caller. It's going to be Joan in Pickering. Joan, how are you? Hello. Hi. Hi Joan. Um, yeah, so I've got a book. It's a scrapbook. Um, it's dated on it, all embroidered, handmade, I think, pretty sure. Um, Christmas 1910. Okay. It's from England, a children's hospital. Uh, my aunt was born in 1910, so wow. it was in her possession, and I never saw it until after I inherited it. Um, it's all lithographs. Okay. Um, it's beautifully done. Uh, the first page is all animals, uh, farm animals. The second is dogs and cats. The yep. alphabet is just wonderful. It's um, Every letter has got items on it that begin with that letter. Okay. Um, what I've got, uh, this is something, it'll depend on how well it was put together. Mm. The scrapbooks do sell. It uh, depends on the subject matter, like animals and letters and stuff. Oh, it sounds is, like schoolgirls. Yeah, this is amazing. It's got Christmas page. 
it's I'd have lost. to see it, but more what mm. mostly what sells with scrapbooks are ones like they're sports orientated. Um, mm. If it was even from England, if it had all soccer players in it or cricket players, they would sell for a lot more money. Um, this sells, but most scrapbooks like that will sell for between forty and a hundred dollars. And depending on how, depending on what prints you've got in there, or if they had things like some people used to put trade cards in there, it'll depend on what pieces can be can taken out of the scrapbook. And then is it complete or not, I guess would yeah. be your next question. Yeah. But and that's something that would need a closer look anyway, no? I'd have to take a – this is something to take a look at. But most scrapbooks are more, more sports orientated or something like that is the best one. So like are they drawing in it or putting like pictures or People what? People are just – How does scrapbooks – Before TV – before there was a time before TV, Bogart. And people would – Saturday nights, they would just go and just cut out newspapers, and which were valuable at the time, or cut out the pictures – and color pictures and put them in the scrapbook. Oh, okay. So it's like a collage of accumulated yes. pictures. And it can represent the time. It represents mm. a much simpler time than we have now. I see. This is before TV. But either way, you'd have to have a look at it. There could be something in I'd there really special. There could be something. Um, it could be a letter in there. Some people would There could scrap- be an ad saying, hey, uh, the Titanic's about to make its maiden voyage in a couple years from now. Uh, you know, buy a ticket now. Something like that or letters. Or, yeah, no, something like that. Um, the other thing, scrapbooks, people do traveling, and they put their postcards. Yeah, that's what makes you think of it. Yeah, it's a lot of Old them. postcards before 1920, especially of small towns and stuff, are worth a lot of money. And, uh, Joan, that sounds like a perfect item to go for a drive. You're just in Pickering. Shoot out to Richmond Hill. The store location is 10,341 Young Street, and you can meet Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart. Although you guys will be away for a few days this week. Yeah. But either way, that's where you go. No, but there's staff there, like I say, all week long, we'll be selling gold and silver, and people can bring in the gold and silver. Like, I, I should I should actually state now, for people who are buying, like, gold, we're paying 63 cents per gram of silver. That's, that's what good. we pay. Compared to other people, that's a lot of money. With scrap? Scrap? This is on scrap. We don't care what it looks like because we're going to melt it. And, like, 10-karat gold, we're paying $21. That's what we pay today. Per gram. Per gram. You're missing some you know, key information That's only 10. Oh, 18 carat, we're paying $38 a gram. This is why I want people to know that they can call up, find out we're paying. If someone wants to pay more, let you should sell it to the other person. But we find that when people know what we pay, they are very happy to sell it to us. Yeah. And like I say, you always should compare. But you have to call us, and we'll, we're proud of our prices. We give them over to the phone. Old coins especially, they have oh, great yeah. meltdown value. A lot of old or broken jewelry or even jewelry that you've been dragging around for years. Well, if it's diamonds, we'll get it. Get take break. cash, buy new stuff. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. And if it's out of fashion, a ring that's from 40 years ago, you're never going to wear it again. It might have a good diamond in it. We'll get it appraised. We'll tell you, here's what it appraises for. Here's what we'll give you. Or you can just say, no, I'd rather have this diamond. And if you say, you come in and say, hey, we heard you guys on the show, we'll give you a discount. I don't know what type of discount, but we'll give you a discount. You're negotiating against yourselves? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to promote people coming in. Oh, okay. We we didn't negotiate the discount, though. It could be a dollar. It could be $10. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next caller is going to be Joseph in New Hamburg. Joseph, how are you? Good. I got a Red Skelton Clown Alley uh, story coloring book. Is Red, uh, Red Skelton, is that the hobo? Is it, yeah. it was made in 75? Well, it's copyright 75, and that's when uh, when I was in the service club. We were out selling them door-to-door as a Ways and Means project. Oh. So I got one. I bought one for myself, and it's never been colored in. 
And uh, when we were living up in uh, Thunder Bay, uh, Red Skelton came to the auditorium, and uh, I took it over, and I had him. He was actually there twice, and I took it to him, and I had him autographed it both in 87 and 1990. He got so twice? Auto- autographed both of them, both times. On different pages? Uh, no, on the, uh, just on the inside cover page. But you, you signed it the same page twice? Yes, yes. Okay. Now, the co- it's never been colored in, and it's in perfect shape. A book like that will sell between thirty and fifty dollars, but okay. with the autograph in it, right? And a lot. Red Skelton was—he oh, was one of my favorites. Just a right, fan. exactly. That's why I bought it because he was my favorite at the time as well. Help too. me out, okay? So I'm thirty-six. Is this the one that looks like Ronald McDonald, or is this the boxcar Willie guy? No, no. Uh, Red Skelton was popular in uh, well, this, Ed Sullivan. It's like Red Skelton. He's got the hat on top. Yeah, but he looks like like modern Ronald McDonald. Red yes. curly yeah, hair, yeah. white oh, yeah. face. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And, and then one of the feature, like when we were, we actually had a uh, talk to him, and I got some pictures of him and my wife. And he's autographed that as well, too. But uh, he was saying that the picture is on the right-hand side, and then there's a little story on the left-hand side uh, about each of those clowns, and he wrote every story himself, too. So, you know, we'll get some background on it as well. Oh, like that's something I'd love to have. The, the personal pictures would be good as well. Yep. Um, Red Skelton was, like I say, one of my favorites and still very collectible. And if you knew you got those autographs, they're probably worth 30 about $100, Red Skelton. On, but on a personal photo... You might be up to $150, $200 if it's an unpublished photo. And together right. well, as a, a set. of him and my wife, and my wife is holding the coloring book, and then uh, that was on the, uh, the, the first time, second time we took it up, and that's when he autographed it in 1990. You know something? I'd keep this collection together. I really would. And just with the photo of him with, with the coloring book and him autographing that, this is a nice item. And this, right. is, this is something that... I'd love to see as well. Well, you shot me a look when I was like, who is he? You're like, how could you not know? How would I know? I don't well, know. Red Bogart, Ske- you ever heard I of Red Skelton? no idea what you were talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah. I hung a black uh, um, thing on my door with the day that he died. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So what I, was he like? Was he an entertainer or something? What was no, he? Yeah, pro- he? I think was. Red Skelton, you cannot, he did not give them permission to rerun his shows after they ran. So, oh, so that, that would explain why. Yeah. yeah. He was one of the funniest guys and had a heart of gold. His jokes weren't dirty or anything like that. Red Skelton, like going back to a simpler time, just one of those guys who's, he brought tears to your eyes. You're laughing so hard. At really? This guy. Oh, yeah. So and he, did, he was not afraid to make fun of himself, and you just felt good. All right. Good stuff. Thank so you like for your Charlie phone call. Chaplin? That's even before. That More iconic. That's a movie star, too. Oh, His okay. movies even hold up now. I mean, you watch a Charlie Chaplin movie now, there's still laughs in there. Yeah. They still yeah. hold up. Uh, we're going to go to John in Toronto. John, how are you? Not too bad. How about yourself? Not bad. Where you? What are you? What are you up to today? What do you got there? Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm in my car, so I don't have the print before me, but I do have a uh, numbered print from A.J. Casson, and the name of the print is called Above La Cloche, and uh, it's got all the symbols and everything, you know, on the corner where the heads and all that stuff run, stamped into the paper. His, uh, from what I understand, his wife has signed it as well. Does that ruin the print? No, no, no. He signed it, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's in the corner, you know, and I, I, like it's a print. So I guess it's a stamp print, you know. Yeah. And for those who are listening, what are we talking about? It's a He's bit, a group of seven guy, isn't group he? Group of seven. And people, especially in this country, are insanely obsessed with this group. They don't stop studying. They just set a new record for selling another one of their pieces. It's unbelievable. And this group was not just seven. It ended up being like 15. 50 people by the time it was all said and done. 
But the, the level of Canadian obsession over anything to do with this group. I'd like to know how many they printed of this. That's why if it's a limited edition, it was like one of 400 or whatever it is. That'll make yes. a difference. How it's framed. We had a number of them that we got last year, and we gave them away in a charity. And we used them to raise money. They use them a lot to raise money for charity. I think they sold for around $300 a piece, but this was for a, in a charity auction that Bogart and I both uh, contributed the pictures to. No, look at you guys giving back. I like no, it. No, no, we always give back. We're nice. Very nice. I'm a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not in dispute. You're not being prosecuted. <laughs> Uh, as you say, thank you so much for your call. We are now going to go to uh, Keith in Toronto. Keith. Keith? Yes. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my wife and her sister passed away in London, England. She received a print. It uh, appears like it's laminated. And I, I noticed you mentioned Austria. You're going there. It's of Schoenbrunn Palace. And it looks like it's uh, all these figurines in the printed you know, horse-drawn carriages and soldiers and the square and everything like that. And uh, on the corner, it has, uh, it's got uh, some Roman writing and words. And uh, one of them is XUL Augusti Anno, and then it's got uh, M-D-C-C-L-I-X. And uh, below that, there's some other writing, but it's kind of hard to make out. I don't have a, you know, magnifying glass. So, Keith, just to be clear, you're suggesting that the, the two guys come over to your place today, pick this thing up, take it back to Austria to get top dollar, consignment styles, and then bring you back a huge check. Is that what you're planning here? No, no. I, I was just wondering, is there any value? Yeah, I think if it's what if it's original from MDCC LIX is about seventeen fifty nine. Um, if it's an original from back then, if it's a print, is it colored? Yeah, it's colored. Uh, Hand colored. Uh, you know, uh, clouds and. Uh, the building's different colors, and the uh, the characters are all dressed up in uh, costume. This is, and again, with art, I have to see a picture of I'm sorry about that, but I have to see if you send off a picture to my uh, the website. And um, if it's 1759 and it's nicely framed, um, give me two, three, four hundred dollars you know, you've got a lot of decorators still, even if it's a nobody, but from the date, and it depends what the subject matter is. And you say it's uh, a court or a castle? which is a famous castle in Vienna, Austria. Yeah. And okay. Uh, in the, I, like, there's two. There's a front and a back, and this appears to be the back okay. uh, courtyard. And uh, it's got a fountain in the middle, and these horse-drawn carriages, and some soldiers and children, and whatever. And it's uh, like different colors. Like it's not a black and white. It's yeah. I'd like to see it. Depends how it's colored. I'd like to see this one. See how it's colored. And like I say, you can send off a picture or bring it over to our. Um, the store, but we will not be there until Thursday of this week. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street, just north of Major Max, south of the beer store. If you're going north, you hear the beer <laughs> store, it's too far. This is the directions we give now. Uh, the off-air phone number is 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. If you want an on-air assessment right now, the radio station number is 416-360-0740. And our next caller is Elsie in Tottenham. Elsie? Yes. Hi. How are you today? Not bad. Hi. Doing good. I bought some diamond rings at a hawk shop years and years and years ago, and then I went and I had them appraised. Yep. And uh, they're about 1800 to $2,000 each. How many did you buy? Three. Okay. Wow. 
Well, I actually bought them because I was going to give them to my grandchildren when they turned 13. But then when I realized that they were costing as much, and I was never going to give a 13-year-old child that ring. <laughs> that is more responsible, I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, how much do you give for rings, like uh, percentage? Depends on who appraised it. We sell our... Generally, we sell in our store uh, a diamond ring of eighteen hundred. We would sell for four hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars. We sell okay. them in our store. We sell them for around twenty five percent of appraised value, uh, okay. and the, and they're still sitting there. Can't be that great a deal because the appraisals for insurance purposes, and these are probably at eighteen hundred dollars are probably with twenty five points. Diamond is probably yeah. I'd have to it depends on know. actually what the diamond is. Um, and, but as you get higher and higher values, uh, like if it's a $10,000 ring, well, we sell them at a higher percentage, but in something in $1,800 area, we sell for $450. Really? So appraisals typically come in much higher than actual value. Oh Oh, yeah. Really? And for gold, the only time it's not, if you, if it's like a gold, if it's solid gold and it's, um, it might be appraised at two thousand dollars, but there might be a thousand dollars worth of gold. Then I'm going to pay you nine hundred dollars for the gold. Yeah, I remember gotcha. we, we had a ring that was twenty thousand appraised. I'm like, yeah, we're rich, and he's like, it's only going to sell for like four grand. And yeah. what did it eventually go for? Uh, we had actually sixty three thousand, and we got eleven thousand one hundred dollars. But that's the gap between appraised value and actual retail value. And it took us almost a month to sell it because the cut was it was a nice cut. It was three point seven nine carats. It was a marquee cut, and uh, it took us a long time to sell it. Do you know many people are gasping right now, looking at their wedding ring, going, "Wait a second, appraised value was ten or twenty on this. You're telling me it's worth yeah, and they a couple can, grand? Wow! Yeah. And it isn't that we're trying, we're not trying to rip anyone. It's just this is what it'll sell for. You can come into our store right now, and we have some rings like that, and you can say, buy them, and they're still sitting there, and it'll be appraised. I have another, I have a watch appraised at seven thousand dollars. Uh, we're selling it, I think, at $1,200. Is it gold? Is that why? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's gold and diamonds. Okay. All right. Oh, my goodness. We're out of time. It's one fifty-nine. I know. I know. This show just gets cooking, and then we shut it down. <sighs> we bring it up to speed. We get to 30,000 feet, and it's time to take it back down. So this has been another exciting week here on uh, Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live, as always, every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. In studio with us, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny, two of the stars from Storage Wars Canada. The back half of season two is coming up in about six weeks from now, somewhere in there. Yeah. Right around there. So if you want to get in touch with them or visit the store, their phone number to the store is 905 905- 737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street, just north of Major Max, south of the beer store. And I can't believe the road trip you, you two are just about to make. What's the plan from here? Well, just come see us in Austria. <laughs> we're going to go over there and give some good advice, make a little bit of money, and then come back here. And then we're playing, playing poker next week in Montreal. Ooh. Oh, so that's a busy week. So, you're, so Austria and back... And then Montreal. Yeah, but I will be in the store for a couple of days in between. I like it, and we look forward to the stories on Sunday. Have a great day. And Sebastian Hearn, thank you so much. Great to have you back producing. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.